Shalom and welcome to It's All About the Aliyah. Carrie, good to see you. Um, we've got a heavy topic today, and uh, I believe we should just get right to it. Uh, it's the darker side of the Jewish migration, isn't it? It is, and uh, it's good to be with you, Gary. Um, you know, this is the darker side, but when I go to teach this in synagogues, mm. I'll show the Jews, the Jewish people, what we're teaching the Christians. And they're like, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it blows their mind. So, uh, you know, whether you're Jewish or Gentile, uh, wherever you are on the earth watching this program, may it end up being a blessing to you. And and may you use this to fuel goodness and um, an understanding. That is so, uh, that is so important, Carrie. I think that is maybe a missing element in some maybe things we hadn't talked about is that um, that Jewish Christian relationship that needs to be restored. Um, you know, I, I remember the, uh, the and it happens every time now, but I remember the first time I walked into the new Yad Vashem and walked into one of the first rooms where it talks about the Christian culpability in the Holocaust. And I just. I just remember how my heart broke and I wanted to cry out, but we're not like that, you know, um, but, you know, there's so, so much hurt, so much, uh, so many bad memories uh, regarding the Christian culpability of the Holocaust. And I think we're going to talk today about how that really came about um, and, and the results of it and how tragic it really was. Yeah, um, the Holocaust didn't just appear and happen out of thin air. Um, there was a ramping up. Yeah. And uh, you're right about the Christian culpability. I sat in a um, 30-day course at Yad Vashem. I was one of the only um, Gentiles, Christians there. Mm. And uh, right out of the shoot, it comes out with Christian anti-Semitism. And you think, oh, wait, oh but they proved it oh, and yeah. over and over and over. And um, we'll demonstrate it today in this program. And, and then people will say, Oh, they weren't true Christians. Well, that's, that's what I've, I've heard that too, but you know what? Many of these individuals were, we still quote, and, and I'll tell you, when I was studying to, and to become ordained of the very, the very textbooks that I was using, uh, I won't even mentioned, uh, mentioned where they've come from, but they, they quote these church fathers as heroes of the faith. And um, yet these same, same church fathers were guilty of, 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 establishing um this idea of replacement theology which we've talked i've talked about on this program i know you and i have talked about it um since we've been doing these together uh but for our audience sake you know maybe we maybe we'll address this right now um going all the way back to justin martyr you know justin martyr uh wrote his his infamous dialogue with trifo it was only 10 years after the barcopa revolt um, mm -hmm. And for our again, for our audience, if you don't know what that is, uh, the Jewish people tried to overthrow the Roman oppression one last time um, around 135 uh, uh, AD. And um, it just it was crushed. It did not it did not work. And this is why Jewish people were scattered throughout the world. 
But only 10 years later, we have this, again, church father uh, writing this fictional dialogue between a, a fictional Jew named Trifo and himself. And, and it really goes a long way in vilifying the Jews and talking about Christian Christianity having replaced Israel. Uh, and it was one of those found, foundational documents or moments for replacement theology. And so it started very, very early, didn't it, Carrie? It started, it started early. Well, they we're entitling this program Aliyah in the Shadow of Death. And this was the case pre-1882. Well, there were always Jewish people living in the land. They were impoverished and, mm -hmm. and so forth, but they were always there. Uh, but prior to 1882, Aliyah um, to Israel was done under the most desperate circumstances. They were in rags. They had, and you, you couldn't hop on a train or even a camel. They walked. They walked there. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and finally made it and then when they made it israel the land of israel was full of disease and poverty and even persecution there and uh, so in the shadow of death of course that comes from psalm 23 but the psalms of ascent that right there in in the psalter um psalm 123 Unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease, with the contempt of the proud. That's all four verses of that psalm. And Christians today read this, and we have enemies too, but in the context, this is Jewish. And the contempt um, in the time period we're talking about has been from Christians. And so I think we should uh, start right in that we could fill program after program after program with examples of the city states, the states, the countries that expelled the Jews. And they didn't just decide on a date to expel them. Things were ramping up um, with persecutions having to wear badges on their clothing or um, confining them to a certain area or burning their books. Um, and then it got to the point where out or, or we will kill you. Yeah. And, that's, that, yeah. that's, that's how serious this is not just a matter of, of dislike. This was a matter of life and death. Um, Carrie, we're we're up against a break, and we'll come back. And we we've already um, opened the door to that very dark side of of, uh, of the Christian world. And uh, I hope that this program will serve as a helping people to to drop the Christian arrogance and humble themselves and understand the debt that we owe to the Jewish people and an unfortunate history that we have to overcome. Mm -hmm. we'll, all right, we'll be right back. 
In his dream, Jacob saw the angels ascending and descending on the ladder to heaven. Joshua and the Israelites were commanded to go up to take Jericho. Pilgrims sang Psalms of Ascent as they went up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feasts. And Jesus, the Anointed One of Israel, went up to the Mount of Olives to pray, thus changing the history of the world forever. On behalf of Ezra International, we want to welcome you to this Bible study about Aliyah, the Hebrew word for to go up, to ascend. We're so excited for what you're about to learn. This course has been compiled by experts with decades of hands-on experience in the prophetic restoration of the Jews to their land. The lessons are systematically arranged to help you understand the scriptures regarding the return of the Jews to Israel and how we, the Gentile believers in a Jewish Messiah, have been called to join the Lord as He brings His children home. It is our prayer that you will purchase this workbook and join us in this marvelous work of restoration of Israel. Just as the God of Israel is calling His people to ascend to the land that He promised them, He is calling Christians to participate in His glorious plan. To receive this workbook and increase your understanding of God's end-time plan, go to EzraInternational.org and click on Store. You'll see Aliyah, Understanding the Return of the Jewish People to Israel Workbook. Order yours today and partner with God and Ezra International in bringing the Jewish people back home. All right, welcome back. We were talking before the break about the unfortunate Christian history of persecution of the Jewish people. And as Carrie said in the first segment, this did not just come out of nowhere, did not come in a bubble. Uh, the, the, uh, the conditioning came from uh, really doctrine and, the, and, and, uh, and our, uh, from our church. Let's, let's go back all the way to Constantine and the, and the uh, Catholic Church um, when he was trying to uh, establish unity within the kingdom of the Roman Empire at the time. Uh, he called the Council of Nicaea, where bishops came together and codified their doctrine. And I just want to read to you some of the words of Constantine to give you an example of the prevailing thought at the time. This was a letter after the Council of Nicaea to the clergy who had not attended, and they were talking about the debate over Passover, keeping the feast or doing something different, which was Easter. And this is what he said regarding uh, keeping Passover versus keeping Easter. He said, it appeared an unworthy thing that in the celebration of this most holy feast, we should follow the practice of the Jews who have impiously defiled their hands with enormous sin and are therefore deservedly afflicted with blindness of soul. Then he goes on to say, let us then have nothing in common with the detestable Jewish crowd for we have received from our Savior a different way. This, this is the foundation. This is the, the, the conditioning that happened in the Catholic world. And we'll talk another time about what happened in the Protestant world. But there you go, Carrie. I mean, this is why Europe uh, believed the way they did, isn't it? Well, it, it, it certainly gives um, weight to it. You know, this emperor... Um, 
telling the church council and stuff um, what to do and what to think. But the church was already thinking this way on its own. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, and um, so one of the things that the um, church said, Rome, it came from Rome, that um, Christians are forbidden to engage in usury. And usury is an old fashioned word meaning uh, lending money. Right. So, uh, so Christians couldn't lend money. Well, we have to borrow money all the time. Uh, I borrow money. And when you borrow money, you pay interest for the privilege of using that money for a while. And then you pay it back, right. but you pay it back with interest. So uh, the Jewish people were the money lenders. And what happened was um, now Christians owed a ton of money to the Jewish people. Well, Mm -hmm. and then also the Jewish people would say, okay, you don't have to pay back this money. Um, We'll barter. I'll, we'll take this piece of land. And this is what was happening in England. So all of these Christians and the nobility were indebted, literally indebted to the, the Jewish people. And Mm -hmm. um, they, they hated that. Yeah. They started to resent that. In addition to the theological things, um, the Christ killers, the Judases, um, the you know veil over their eyes, um, and and all of that. So, um, what England did, we're going back to the 1200s, mm-hmm. and. Um, a benchmark for this to help us remember, uh, you know, Braveheart with, um, what's his name? Yeah. William Wallace and, and that movie Braveheart, William Wallace was fighting against this King of England, um, Edward Longshanks, who was, who eventually kicked out the Jews. So 10 years prior to um, him giving an edict that all the Jewish people must leave or mm. will kill you, he was fighting William Wallace mm. uh, up in in Scotland. So Edward the First, he came back from the Crusades, all you know, pumped up, yeah. and saw that the land. What is all this land? It's in Jewish names, and saying we can't, we can't do this. And so he started taxing the Jews um, higher and higher amounts of taxes and then um, placed all these restrictions on them. And then finally, finally, in uh, what, what uh, 1290, he said, you have to leave. Mm. And so this was the first nation that um, expelled their Jewish people uh, in 1290. Mm. Yeah, and it's thus starts the the um the constant migration. Um, you know, Carrie, there's a passage in Deuteronomy 28, it's verse 65, that gives some uh kind of foundation to you know, scriptural foundation to what we're going to be talking about, you starting with what you just mentioned. Um, because of the breach of the the Mosaic covenant, um the the you know the the fact that the Jewish people were not 
necessarily obedient to the all the instruction God gave them. He told them they would be scattered uh, over the over, over, as a punishment, as a, a result of disobedience. But again, we know because of the Abrahamic covenant that they would always have the promise to return. But verse 65 of Deuteronomy 28 says this, And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and anguish of soul. So, you know, the Gentiles, not that this was something that they were, they were, they were not pleasing God as they as they persecuted Jews but God did use their their unfortunate hatred and um and uh anti-semitism to fulfill this this curse so to speak of of the scripture so it was it was something that that Moses had prophesied through you know God sh- told, shared with Moses that this would happen and it explains a little bit about why they could Jewish people could never find a resting place outside of Israel for for you know a permanent resting place. There would be temporary shelter, temporary uh, um, safety, uh, a sanctuary that would last maybe you know maybe a few years, maybe hundreds of years in some cases. But eventually, it would catch up with them, and they'd have to flee. Unfortunately, Gary, that's how it how it was, and. So they leave England and maybe went across the channel. You know, England's an island. Mm. They go across the channel to France. Well, France, uh, over the course of 100 years or more, this city-state, the nobility would kick them out, or this region, or this, or Paris, Mm -hmm. or France altogether would um, expel their Jews under penalty of death. And it came... um, Clergy would give sermons, and especially during Holy Week, and, and um, sermons against the Jews. And uh, people were illiterate in those days; they didn't read, so they they had to listen and and hear the words of their clergy. And then in France, um, the Jews had to pay a special tax every Palm Sunday. And then also um, in one place, they had to go uh, on a weekly basis to the cathedral to have their ears boxed. Mm. Um, so they're going to the church or the church. And, and during our holiest, holiest season of the church calendar um, is when most of this, a lot of the worst things happen to the Jewish people. So France. France was next in stages from the 1100s to the 1300s, and um, we'll, we'll hopefully we can talk a little bit about Spain and then what Russia did also. Okay, yeah, let's let's go to this break, and then uh, when we come back, we'll see how far we can get in the time we have remaining. All right. All right, we'll be right back. In his dream, Jacob saw the angels ascending and descending on the ladder to heaven. Joshua and the Israelites were commanded to go up to take Jericho. Pilgrims sang Psalms of Ascent as they went up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feasts. And Jesus, the anointed one of Israel, went up to the Mount of Olives to pray, thus changing the history of the world forever. On behalf of Ezra International, we want to welcome you to this Bible study about Aliyah, 
the Hebrew word for to go up, to ascend. We are so excited for what you're about to learn. This course has been compiled by experts with decades of hands-on experience in the prophetic restoration of the Jews to their land. The lessons are systematically arranged to help you understand the scriptures regarding the return of the Jews to Israel and how we, the Gentile believers in a Jewish Messiah, have been called to join the Lord as He brings His children home. It is our prayer that you will purchase this workbook and join us in this marvelous work of restoration of Israel. Just as the God of Israel is calling His people to ascend to the land that He promised them, He is calling Christians to participate in His glorious plan. To receive this workbook and increase your understanding of God's end-time plan, go to EzraInternational.org and click on Store. You'll see Aliyah, Understanding the Return of the Jewish People to Israel Workbook. Order yours today and partner with God and Ezra International in bringing the Jewish people back home. All right, welcome back. Uh, Carrie, you were talking about the countries and how sequentially, you know, Jewish people seem to have to you know, start to move out. They were kicked out. Um, and we talked about England. We talked about France. Um, it uh, it was a progression, wasn't it? It, it was. And, uh, you know, you can get lists of, see the stapled, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole list um, year by year when different cities, different countries expelled their Jews. And one of the most famous, infamous uh, cases was from Spain. Mm. And uh, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, but Spain also kicked out all her Jews. And mm. Uh, again, it was a, a progression. Um, the Inquisition was in full force. So they wanted to find root out heretics. The church wanted to root out heretics. Of course, Jews were considered heretics and then also um, get rid of usury, um, un unbearable usury um, that, that Jews are um, perpetrating against the Christians and the language in in these documents is just horrendous. Mm. Um, and that labels um, Judaism as leprosy. And it's by their own fault that they should go into perpetual servitude. And then finally, um, they thought it would be pleasing to God to expel them. So the Jews then went, there's maps, um, they went all around the Mediterranean in North Africa, around um, Israel, the land mm -hmm. of Israel, uh, Turkey. They spoke Ladino, a combination of um, Spanish using the Hebrew alphabet. Mm -hmm. They're still speaking Ladino today. You can go to old folks' homes in Jerusalem. Yeah. Ladino. <laughs> um it's a residue from when they lived in Spain yeah. in the Middle Ages. Um, and then of course the new world was opened up, so they went there, but the Inquisition followed them. There were many um they burned the Jews at the stake. This was uh. really get out or die, convert or die. And then the ones who converted, 
They said, oh, that was fake. That was right. just so you could live. And they died anyway. They died anyway. They gave them the names Moranos and things of that nature. It was, it was you know, Spain is a, actually a, a perfect example of, of what the, the fulfillment of, uh, of that passage I read before the break, because it was a sanctuary. After the Babylonian exile, it was a sanctuary. There I've, I've shared, scholars there. Yeah. In fact, um, I've shared this before, but the the uh, Iberian Peninsula gets its name from Ivrit, the Iberian Peninsula. Ivrit, Iber, it became it comes to us now as Iberian because there were so many Jewish people there, and the Sephardic Jews, Sephar, they they Sefer, they the people of the book, um, they were they were uh, they were there living as a sanctuary after the Babylonian captivity, and that lasted for a long time, um, and you know in, in this case hundreds of years. And then it ended, and and they and so off they go again to like you said North Africa or even South America, um, where we we know today we have Jewish people in Brazil and Argentina and all and other South American countries. That's why we're working there. So it, it's amazing how the the fulfillment of of scattering through the four corners of the earth has been fulfilled, and yet now God is bringing them back from those distant lands. Mm-hmm. So um, most of our Jewish friends know this history, maybe not every part of it, but they're aware of it. Um, because why am I living in Brazil? Oh, because my ancestors came over because Isabella and Ferdinand kicked them out. Right. Um, but um, it's it's good for us Christians to learn it because of the humility Yes. Instead of going out like gangbusters, Jesus loves you. He does love them. He loves us. But um, have a little humility and um, and establish relationships and mm-hmm. just um, exude the life of Jesus and have an understanding of this history. Why the resistance? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's why I believe our, our representatives and we all need to be uh, personify the description that that Paul used in Romans 15, um, verse 8. He says um, that Jesus was a servant to the circumcision, servant mm-hmm. to his people. And, and, and then he remind them so he could remind them of the promises made to the fathers. And that to me is where where we begin we go back and and we serve the jewish people and remind them that they have this promise that god made through abraham eternally that they have a right to be in this land um a far cry from the treatment that they've they've been uh accustomed to by christians yeah well i i think um for next time we can look a little more in depth at what happened in Russia with okay. the Pale of Settlement, mm-hmm. uh, and because it was the Jewish people who lived in the Pale that were slaughtered in the Holocaust. Um, mm. It's important to look at that, and also Russia and Ukraine are in the news now, and um, that that will be important to look at. And then we can look at other waves of Aliyah. All right, perfect. We'll do that on our next episode because we are out of time. But I do thank you again for joining us. This has been a, a serious topic that Christians need to know. And Carrie, I thank you for your your knowledge and your um, your your ability to share that with us today. 
Um, it's, it's so important that we all know this. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Shalom.